Hey everyone, I'm your host Chrissy and welcome back to The Fit Guide. Can I get a round of applause for the new year? Welcome to 2022. We made it through 2021. Lots of growth for so many people, even though we had such a crazy year, but we came out alive and now we're in a totally new year. I think this is a really hard time for a lot of people because we enter the new year with so much pressure on ourselves. I remember for years, I would start the year off so stressed because I wanted to eat perfectly, I wanted to exercise perfectly, but then the second I screwed things up, it all went down the drain. It was the kind of mentality where it was all or nothing, and I don't think we really need to start off that way. This year, I started things very differently. I still went to the gym, still ate like I normally would, but I didn't put so much pressure on myself. I didn't force myself to wake up at like 6 a.m. and go see the sunrise. I slept in until about like 9 o'clock, and I don't think that really ruins my year. January 1st is kind of like that whole thing where we say we'll start on a Monday, and then later in the week we slip up and then we say to ourselves oh i'll start next monday but that's not fair to us to totally give up on everything just because of one slip up so i'm here today to talk to you guys about goal setting what that really means what your goals should include and some habits that you should definitely be taking into 2022 So beginning with the mentality about the new year, there shouldn't be pressure over one day. One day doesn't make or break your entire year. I think the most important changes that you're looking for or that you'll ever want are things that take months. And it's not about what happens on January 1st. It's about that overall trend over those first few months of the year where you decide that you want to make a change and you stick to those habits 95% of the time. Or maybe like that 80-20 rule. 80% of your time is spent doing the things that you feel like you should do, and 20% is like that little leeway. You shouldn't feel like you can't go out and see your friends or anything like that because you have to be so strict about your workout goals or your eating goals or anything like that. You can also start before or after the new year. There's no one saying like, January 1st is the first day that you have to like totally go after your goals. I started my goals somewhere in 2021 and I have no pressure on myself going into 2022. I have so many goals that I want to accomplish, but I know that January 1st is not going to be the day where everything changes. It's going to be an overall, like, multi-month-long journey. For example, one of my goals was to start getting into running a little bit more. Um, Coming from my background as a cross-country runner, once I got into lifting, I kind of pushed that to the side, and I really haven't run much at all, especially during my bulk. But I started picking up running again towards the end of December, I didn't say to myself, oh, I have to wait until January 1st to do that. You can start whenever you want. 
If you feel like you need to start on January 4th or something like that, there is no shame in that. Um, so yeah, I just, I feel like there's so much pressure on January 1st and it kind of just feels like that whole I'll start again on Monday thing and I don't like it. Um, one of the things that I really wanted to do going into 2022 was just like sitting with my journal I really wanted to go watch the sunrise and just write down everything that I can visualize 2022 Chrissy being. Um, I didn't end up doing that before the new year started, but there's still plenty of time. It's January 2nd when I'm recording this, and I have a feeling I'll be doing it tomorrow, January 3rd. Not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. Um... But that's something that I used to do all the time, like the beginning of every month. Like, what do I want myself to look like? And when I say when I say that, I don't mean like appearance-wise. I mean, for example, 2022 Chrissy. When I visualize who she is, I don't just want to think about like, oh, I want her to keep working out and eat, eat healthy and like keep posting on Fit by Chrissy. I mean, yeah, I want to do all those things. But there are a lot of specific little factors that I want to focus on. I want to think, what kind of energy does 2022 Chrissy give off? What does she value? How does she treat the people around her? What does she smell like? Um, How does she dress? What does her morning routine look like? What types of foods does she fuel her body with? Just, like, those those simple little things. And I think it's cool to just, like, go in your notes app and write down, like, every little thing. Sorry, I just had, like, a, a dog appearance in the background. Um, write down every little thing in your notes app that you, like, want to visualize for your future self. And I think it's really much easier to just focus on future you when you have these specifics envisioned in your head. When you're thinking about like what she dresses like or what she smells like, like those little things, I feel like you're just more likely to stick to whatever you're visualizing because they're so specific. Um, and I think that that's kind of important to do throughout the year. It doesn't just have to be like January 1, what do I see for the entire year? It could be like, what do I want to focus on in January? What do I want to focus on in February? And just take it one month at a time. In my eyes, I see every single day as one day at a time. Because if I look at the future weeks, it stresses me out way, way, way too much. For example... Like, if I were to be at a PR deadlift of, like, 185 and I wanted to do 225 so bad, I would rather be focusing on the 190, getting up to that, like, little five-pound increment. Because when you think about that huge jump, it's stressful. And when you keep failing it, you feel defeated. So, one day at a time... You can even set mini goals every single day. For example, like, today when I'm done with work, I want to go journal. Or, today I want to get to the gym and move my body. 
And once you have that small goal and you accomplish it because you know that you can do it, you will feel so satisfied with yourself and so proud of yourself because you're that much more likely to accomplish something that day. Um, So taking it one day at a time, it is so much less overwhelming. And I honestly believe that you're able to enjoy the journey. You're not focusing on the future so much, the what ifs, the the things that you don't have right now. You're focusing on the present moment and what you can control. And I think that is very powerful. One concept that I focused a lot on with personal training is SMART goals. Um, This was something that they covered a lot in NASM, which is where I got my certification. It's the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And they came up with this mnemonic called SMART goals and every letter stands for a quality of like the goals that you should have. So the mnemonic is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So when you're coming up with your goals, you really want your goal to be specific. Think about exactly what you want, not just I want to eat healthy, but maybe I want to include a vegetable in every meal, or I want to have a source of carbs, fat, and protein in every meal to fill myself up. It's going a step further beyond just what you want. The next one's measurable. You want to be able to measure your goal. Let's say you want to squat 150 pounds. That 150 pounds is something that can be measured. Now, if you say, I just want to squat heavier, that doesn't necessarily stay as focused on your your goal. I mean, obviously, if your goal is to squat heavier and you do squat heavier than where you're at right now, that's amazing. But if you set some kind of measurable outcome, I feel like it just, it makes, it makes more sense. I I feel like that one is kind of self-explanatory. Attainable and realistic kind of go hand in hand. You want something that you know you can achieve at some point, and it's a realistic goal. If I were to say that I want to deadlift 500 pounds by the new year, as in like by the end of 2022, that's not realistic, and I don't think that's attainable either. Now, if I were to say I want to um, deadlift like... 265 by the end of the year, that's something that could be easily achieved based on where I'm at right now. And it's it's just realistic for where I'm at. So you want to choose goals that you know you can achieve at some point. Because if you set all these unrealistic expectations for yourself and you don't reach them, you're just going to feel more and more defeated. Last thing is timely. Now, you want to set some kind of time limit for yourself. Let's say you want to learn how to do handstands by the end of the year. Sorry, we have the dog barking in the background again. Um, let's say you want to learn how to do handstands by the, by the, not the end of the year, by like three months into the year. If you set that deadline for yourself and you work hard at your goal, you will reach it. There's nothing stopping you. Now, if you just say, I want to learn how to do handstands, and you're not setting some kind of 
time for yourself to learn how to do it, chances are that goal is going to be put on the back burner. And I can tell you that based off of experience. So those are the the main parts of goals that I really try to focus on. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely. You've probably seen that mnemonic somewhere, but I really think that those things can apply to any goal that you're setting for yourself, and I really just love to keep that in mind. So that is definitely something important to focus on with your 2022 goals. Moving on to habits to take into the new year. 2021 for me was a life-changing year. I made a lot of new habits that just feel natural in my life now, and they truly changed my outlook on life in general. 2021 was a year for me where I began to focus on the positive things in my life, and I started to look out for myself more. I sort of turned away from people that didn't really hold an important place in my life, those that weren't really there to build me into a better person. I journaled a tremendous amount, watched the sunrise almost every morning, and I took this opportunity to just learn so much about myself and who I am as a person, and I really covered that mainly in the first episode, but these habits that I started to take on in 2021, I will most definitely be taking into 2022. And these five habits are in no particular order, but we'll start off with one of my favorites, and it is the hot girl walk. Anyone that knows me knows that I go by this every single time. Anytime I was going for a walk, I would always tell my roommates I'm going on my hot girl walk. Anytime I posted it on Fit by Chrissy, it had to be called the hot girl walk because hot girls walk. They go on walks. Um, This is the perfect time to listen to some music, listen to a podcast. You can listen to the Fit Guide if you want. Um, This was really my opportunity to just get outside, get some vitamin D. Even if it was at night, just see the pretty city lights and have some time to just sit with my thoughts and go for a nice long walk. These walks are super peaceful because you can escape anything that's going on in your life and just go for a walk. It's easy. You're getting outside, breathing some fresh air in. You're moving your legs. It's, it's calming you down. It's an active form of meditation. And when I would go on these walks, I would have such a better outlook on whatever situation I was in because I was forced to sit with my emotions and process them. And sometimes it was really uncomfortable. I remember the last month that I was at school, I just had some disappointing things going on in my life. And I went on so many walks, whether it was at the track at my campus gym or if it was outside. I mean, it was starting to get cold, so I tried not to go outside as much, but um, taking these walks allowed me to get outside of my dorm and I just, I came back feeling so much better. I could even cry on these walks if I really got emotional enough, if I was really having bad enough of a day. But I always knew that when I would return back from the walk, I would feel so much better about my situation. And I I can't even explain it. It was like therapy. 
So whether you're listening to some music and just escaping reality for a little bit, or maybe listening to a podcast that is going to help you with whatever situation you're in, or maybe you just need to get outside of your environment for a little bit, I think that these little hot girl walks are absolutely the answer. Number two is cooking, and this is something that I can't exactly take into the new year, and I know a lot of college students can't really do that, but I personally love cooking, and it's something that I really got into in 2021. I started to value what I was putting into my body a lot more, especially as a lifter, I began to focus a lot on like sources of carbohydrates and protein and healthy fats. And I wasn't obsessing over calories anymore. I was just looking for foods that were really good for fueling my body. And it was really freeing to look at food that way, to look at food as fuel and nutrients and vitamins and just a source of energy instead of this thing that should be avoided or dreaded. Cooking gave me my love for food and it definitely healed my relationship with food a lot. Um, I kind of just started cooking for myself a lot more as opposed to my mom cooking for me and it gave me a good relationship with the foods that I was fueling my body with. I would look for like broccoli and sweet potatoes and brown rice and tofu and lots of these good fuel sources and I just feel like it gave me a connection with the fuel that I was putting into my body. When you go out to eat, you truly never know what they're putting in the food and as someone that works in a kitchen environment, um, I can tell you for sure that it is a lot better for you to be cooking for yourself because you know that if you're cooking with oil, it could be like avocado oil or something like that. Chances are you will feel much better if you're eating food that you're cooking for yourself and you deserve the best form of nutrients and the best fuel sources because your body is a temple and you deserve the absolute best. You deserve more than going through the drive through and picking up something that's been sitting for hours. You deserve fresh food to fuel your beautiful energy. So that's how I feel about cooking. Number three, mental breaks and meditation. This is something that took me a while. And if you think that meditation is intimidating, I am right there with you. One thing that my therapist taught me as a tactic was sitting with your thoughts, putting your phone away, you're in a silent environment, and you're just going to sit with whatever emotions you have. It's very important whenever you have any type of feeling that's going on, something that might be uncomfortable, that is making you upset, and it's constantly coming back up. Whenever you have that feeling, you wanna sit with it and process it and let yourself feel everything in that moment, no matter how uncomfortable it is. I promise you, I have come close to just being in tears, sitting with some of my emotions. But when I actually sit with them, instead of compressing them and letting them build up, they end up getting released and they're processed and they're not gonna come back up and haunt you in the future. When you sit with your emotions, 
you allow yourself to move on from whatever you're feeling. And sometimes it takes a few times to just sit with those thoughts, but it's really important to find some time to just have silence in your brain, or not in your brain, but just a silent environment where you allow yourself to sit with everything. Because we live in a world where things can get so busy and a lot of times we don't really allow ourselves to sit with any feelings that we have. I had a lot of um, negative emotions towards the end of the year with just some things that were going on. And when I finally gave myself time to just go for walks and really analyze everything and allow myself to feel everything, no matter how uncomfortable it was, I ended up ending the year off feeling so much better and just feeling love for everything that was happening in my life. And it's hard to think about that when you're, you know, feeling pain or feeling sadness, but when you allow yourself to feel those things, you can move on. It's possible. Meditation is pretty much the same thing, but um, I, I kind of like to call them mental breaks just because meditation can sometimes feel a little bit intimidating. Number four, acts of kindness for yourself and others. Personally, I believe that when you care for yourself, you are so much better equipped to care for others. Um, when I started treating myself like someone that I loved, I started treating the people around me so much better. I'm talking if I was having a bad day, taking some time to put on like a face mask or something and read a self-help book. These acts of self-care turned me into a better person because I was happier with my life and with where I was in, in my moments. And that allowed me to just put love onto others in my life. I remember just like buying my friends sunflowers for no reason because I was happy. And I think that that's so cool to just feel so happy that you just feel like you can treat everyone around you as good as you treat yourself. Um, it's so important to, to put together an amazing relationship with yourself because if you don't like who you are or if you don't give yourself enough care and love like you do for other people, it's going to catch up to you. And I don't think that that's a world that you really want to live in. So treat yourself with kindness and I promise that the world will be a much better place because of that. Number five is journaling. My absolute favorite, and I have to give a shout out for this one. Um, Armand is one of my friends at Northeastern, and he has a fitness account, Armand.fit. Everyone go follow him. He is like the Buddha of bodybuilding, and I can say that I've become a better person since meeting him. Um, he's just like a very positive energy person, and we've talked a lot about journaling and just how important it is to get that piece of paper out and just write whatever you're feeling. And it's, it's just so powerful. I, anytime I journal, I end up with just a more positive mentality around however my life is going. Um, 
it sounds kind of weird at first. Sometimes, like, you open the page and you're like, I don't even know what to write on here. Like, do I write about my day or whatever? A lot of it is just about analyzing your current situation and just becoming self-actualized from it, figuring out how you can grow from whatever obstacle is in your life, um, switching up your mentality and looking for the positive things in life when sometimes everything feels so negative. And it's basically a form of therapy, in my opinion. Um, There are times where I take my journal out and just think about how I can make tomorrow better than today was or what I can do, like little changes that I can make this week to make myself a better person or to bring myself closer to the person that I want to be. It's about visualizing your future. It's about learning from the past. It's about living in the present moment. It's about all these beautiful things, and it all begins with just writing on a piece of paper. So you guys will be hearing from Armand at some point because he has a lot of valuable things to say as the Buddha of bodybuilding. (laughs) Um, But journaling is something so powerful. And if it just takes you like maybe $5 to buy a cute little notebook that you can write in, if that's what motivates you to start journaling, That is the most beautiful investment that you can make in your life. Those $5 will take you so far. And I'm just so grateful that journaling is something that's a part of my life now. So those five habits, hot girl walks, cooking, mental breaks, acts of kindness for yourself and others, and journaling, take those into 2022. I know that we all want to be better than we were before. Whether we're comparing ourselves to January last year, whether we're comparing ourselves to yesterday, whether we're comparing ourselves to last month, we have the opportunity to grow, and why why wouldn't you want to take that? Visualize who you want to become tomorrow, next month, next year, and start now. It doesn't have to be anything super drastic. These changes that you want to make in your life, they're going to take time. Habits don't just begin tomorrow. They take a month. They can take months. It can take a while. But if you don't start now, then when are you going to start? Have faith in yourself and know that you deserve to become the best version of you. I say this all the time because it's true. I never believed that I was going to be good enough. And the minute that I started choosing myself and my own pri- putting my own priorities first, I became the person that I always wanted to be. And I want you guys to look back on wherever you were at before and have that same amazing feeling. I want you to sit where you are and say like, holy shit, I am the person that I've always dreamed of becoming. Because you deserve that. You deserve to become the best version of you, and I can't express that enough. 2022 is going to be our year. We're going to put ourselves first, look out for ourselves, and grow into the people that we want to become, because that's what we deserve. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode two of The Fit Guide. 
I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. And I'm wishing you all the very best on your journey, whether you're at the beginning, the middle, or wherever you're at. You have such a beautiful future ahead of you. And you're so much stronger than you think you are. I'll see you guys next week. Peace out.